0: interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Then, uh, you and I are gonna have words, and I'm not talking about the ones behind you. Hey, it's Coolio. If you don't know, welcome to another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. You're home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And uh, yeah, it's time to do this thing again. It's uh, It's a new decade, so we're going to keep doing it for as long as we can possibly do it. I don't know how long we're going to be able to do it, but we're going to do it <clears throat> anyway. Um, trying an experimental setup here, and I think I might have to reconsider. But, um, you know, sometimes you just gotta try new things, and sometimes those new things are not necessarily going to work. Um... Oh. Why is that a thing? Okay. Well, uh, in any case, let's take a look at what's new over at LowBiasGaming.net. And, uh, well, not not a whole lot is the answer to that. Uh, Jason started a new Let's Play of Final Fantasy VIII. There are two videos available at this time, but uh, that's going to be about it as far as that goes. 365 days of the Super Nintendo is done. Um... The last two games there were Zardion and Frogger. I was planning to, um, to start a 366 days series myself, but because of my current situation, I can't do that. So, oh well, maybe next year, we'll see. In any case, uh, we also have a couple of... Uh, soundtracks. We have SWAT Cats, The Radical Squadron. We have Tales of Magile. And we have Star Wars, The Force Unleashed. So lots of new music happening over on the site. Um, That's about it, really. Um, There's not been a whole lot going on, so we're just going to move on to some music, shall we? You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Listen local. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Tomonori Minami and Tsuyoshi Matsushima. And it is the title theme of today's game, From the Archives. And if I was a more prepared person, I would have had this up already, but you know. What are you gonna do okay here we go the object of this head-to-head puzzle game is to clear your grid of falling patterns called uh called puyos by forming chains of four or more same colored puyos in a straight line or one of several geometric patterns what makes this a challenging two-player contest is the fact that when that when you clear a chain of puyos from your gl- grid it drops a random piece of filler onto your opponent's grid the more puyos you clear the more you fill your opponent's grid and if you can clutter up his grid Enough to fill it to the top, you've won the game. That is a very dry way of explaining what Puyo, what Super Puya Puya 2 is. Uh, it is a puzzle game for the Super Nintendo developed and published by Compile and released in 1995. Uh, unfortunately, it was never released in North America until recently, uh, where apparently... For some reason, it's actually on the um, Super Nintendo for Switch Online. Uh, So I would think it's worth checking out that game. Uh, I only put out one video of this. I had meant to put out two, but that kind of never happened. So, oh, well, but, um, you know, it might be fun to check out. That was Delirium Overture by Rock Kennedy from the album of the same name, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. <laughs> And welcome back to Square Wave 70 on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is, of course, time for the news of the weird and not just any news of the weird. It is time for the best of 2019 news of the weird. Now, as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time, but uh, they all have shown up on news of the weird throughout the course of 2019. That doesn't mean I remember them all. Some of them may not jive well with all all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. This segment is about 13-15 minutes long, so take that as you will. Uh, For some reason, our lead story doesn't have a title. I'm sure it did when it came out, but it doesn't now. Um, But let's just get started, I guess. Asparagus is healthy and delicious, but for 63-year-old Jemima Packington of Bath, England, the columnar vegetable is much more. Packington is an asparomancer, a person who can foretell the future by tossing the spears into the air and seeing how they land. When I cast the asparagus, it creates patterns, and it is the patterns I interpret, Packington said. I am usually about 75 to 90 percent accurate. In fact, out of 13 predictions she made for 2018, 10 of them came true. What's in store for 2019? Well, I mean, we've seen it all at this point. Uh, Packington tells Metro News that England's women's soccer team will uh, win the World Cup. Uh, you know, check that if you want. A Star is Born will win an Oscar. Check that if you want. And uh, fears over Brexit will be largely unfounded. I don't believe that one for a second. Oh, and asparagus will see an all-time high in sales. I don't think that's accurate either. People with issues. Oh, by the way, that story was uh, actually from uh, twelve thirty-one, 2018 but it ran early in 2019. So there you go. <coughs> Excuse me. People with Issues KION-TV reported on January 7th that a Salines, California family's Ring doorbell uh, camera captured video of a man licking the doorbell for more than three hours. That's devotion. Uh, The homeowners were out of town during the encounter, which took place around 5 a.m., but the children were inside. Sylvia Dungan, who was alerted to the activity at her front door on her phone, said, I thought, boy, that's, uh, there's a lot of traffic. Who the heck is that? Salinas police identified the man as Roberto Daniel Arroyo, 33. Arroyo also received himself, uh, relieved himself, sorry, in the front yard and visited a neighbor's house. You kind of laugh about it afterwards because technically he didn't do anything, Dungan said, although police later charged him with p- uh, petty theft and prowling. Apparently, prowling is a thing. Uh, This was reported by K.I.O.N. on um, January 8th. Our next story, Blame It on the Myth, reported by Mankato Free Press on January 26th. Um, Deborah Lynn Johnson, 69, of Searles, Minnesota, suffered from heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, and mental illness, according to the Mankato Free Press and was a patient at a transitional care center before her husband took her home to have, quote, a death party, he later told authorities. I vaguely remember this. Uh, Brown County Sheriff's officers responding to a 911 call from a Dwayne Arden Johnson, 58, on January 24th, found the words death pard god hell spray painted on the front door. Um, someone doesn't know how to spell party, and... What? I don't even know. Dwayne came Duane came out of the house naked, yelled that his wife was dead, and ran back inside where officers found him in the bathtub, picking things from his skin. Deborah's body, still warm, was wrapped in a sheet. Dwayne told police his wife had begged him to take her home to die, so they had staged the party rocking out to quiet riots, metal health, and taking methamphetamines. After her death, Dwayne said he washed washed and wrapped her like the Bible told me to do. Police found stolen guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition in the home, and Dwayne was charged with felony counts of theft and receiving stolen property. I'm sure it could have been worse. But... There you, there it is, and there you go, I suppose. Our next two stories under the title of Inexplicable, this first one reported by KOB TV on January 29th. Charissa Morrison of Albu- Albuquerque, New Mexico, and her neighbors have been the recipients since January 1st of an odd gift. Plastic grocery bags with slices of bread and bologna inside dev- delivered by an unknown man. At first, Morrison told KOB TV she thought the food deliveries were acts of kindness until she opened the bag and smelled the contents. It smelled like urine, she said. Morrison said she can wash the man on her surveillance camera. He'll just walk up and drop, the li- uh, drop it on the little doorknob and walk away, she said. I just want it to stop. Police have told her they can't do anything unless they catch him in the act because it totally could be someone else peeing on the baloney i never thought i would say that sentence <clears throat> anyway something else that's inexplicable as reported by metro news on june 27th jack uh, sorry zach pinsent 25 from brighton england hasn't dressed in modern clo- and modern clothing modern clothing there we go since he was 14 years old Instead, he makes and wears clothes that were popular in the 1800s. At 14, I made the symbolic decision to burn my only pair of jeans and a bonfire. It was a real turning point, Pinson told Metro News. On a typical day, Pinson wears a floral waistcoat and knee-high leather riding boots, along with a jacket with tails and a top hat. He explains that his obsession started when his family found a box of his great-grandfather's suits. He now researches, designs, and sews clothing for himself and other history buffs to great response. I've been all over the world and people are inquisitive and, impre- and appreciative, he said. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Jewels of Urin Society. In a way. Except maybe slightly less steampunkish, but still kind of that same style. And that's actually kind of nifty, honestly. Our next story on the list under the title of "ew," Oh, can't wait to recollect this one. This was reported by Daily Mail on February 20th. Silence of the Lambs, indeed. Oh, that's how I want my stories to start. A Manchester, England woman named Joan has a unique project in mind for a custom clothing designer. I think I remember what this is. Joan, 55, is anticipating uh, having her leg amputated because of peripheral arterial disease, reported the Daily Mail, so she posted on Soport.com requesting help to, quote, create something beautiful and useful, a handbag using her own skin. She has budgeted about $3,900 for the project, which she envisions as a medium-sized handbag with a short strap and section down the middle that will be made from my skin, she explained in the post. I know it's a bit odd and gross, but it's my leg and I can't bear the thought of it being left to rot somewhere. There are no laws against her keeping the limb, although there is paperwork to fill out. Boris Khodakl, the founder of Sopor.com, reports that no designers have come forward yet to help with Joan's request. Of course, this was ba- back in February. Who knows? Maybe someone actually did come and help her sew skin together. Then again, maybe not. Um, I hope things worked out for you is all I can say. Our next story, Dumb and Dumber, reported by KFSM on April 2nd, 2019. Rogers, Arkansas, uh, neighbors Charles Eugene Ferris, 50, and Christopher Hicks, 36, were hanging out on Ferris's back porch on March 31st, drinking and enjoying the spring air. Oh, geez, this one. Uh, Ferris was uh, wearing his bulletproof vest because why not? And invited Hicks to shoot him with a .22 caliber semi-automatic rifle. This can't possibly end badly. He said. Completely lying. Um, KFSM reported that the Vest blocked the bullet from striking Ferris but it still hurt and left a red mark on his upper chest. (laughs) You know, Kevlar Vests are not designed... To completely block bullets, they're just designed to stop them before they get to the body. Um, next, Hicks donned the vest and Ferris unloaded the clip into Christopher's back, according to the police report, also leaving bruises. And that's where it all would have ended had Ferris not gone to the hospital or staff alerted the Benton County Sheriff's Office. Ferris initially told officers an elaborate story about being shot while protecting, quote, an asset in a dramatic gun- gunfight, but Ferris's wife spilled the beans about the back porch challenge. Both men were arrested for suspicion of aggravated assault. I'd like to know... <coughs> Excuse me. I'd like to know how that ended up, honestly. Because this is just two guys... Who know nothing about gun safety. And nothing about how... Um... Bulletproof vests work. They are meant to protect against... One shot. After the one shot... You are supposed to replace it. Anyway. Some people, man. Some people. The high price of vanity oh this okay uh this was reported by koat on april 30th a vampire facial you may remember this just by that name is a procedure during which blood is drawn with a needle and then spun to to separate the plasma which is then injected into the face for customers of a spa in albuquerque new mexico though the the most lasting effects may come after a blood test The state's Department of Health is urging customers of VIP spa, which closed in September 2018, to undergo HIV testing after two people were infected following treatment there. Dr. Dean Baer of the Baer Medical Spa said people should always make sure they're going to a licensed facility for such procedures. This is just the worst example of what can go wrong, he told KOAT. The spa closed after inspectors found its practices could uh, potentially spe- uh, spread bloodborne infections including hepatitis B and C as well as HIV. I certainly hope that the count stopped at 2. But uh, a lot of the problem with that is that the people who are doing this were not properly trained on how to perform injections. You need to have training for that and you need to know what you are doing. Otherwise, this can happen. So if you're going for a vampire facial, make sure you see some certification first. Um, Our next story free speech, which was reported by KTOO on April twenty-sixth. I feel like all of these are like in the first half of the year. Yeah, all of these are in the first half of the year. It's kind of weird. And, like, today's News of the Weird came up. Which I'm not reading because, you know, best of 2019. Yeah, all of these stories, just looking at the dates here, all of these stories are from, you know, recently. So it's not like this is a two-part News of the Weird or something. Um, let me see. High price of vanity, free speech. There we go. April 26, TSA agents at Juneau International Airport logged on uh, logged unexpected cargo on April 15th when a, quote, large organic mass was spotted in a ca- traveler's carry-on bag. TSA spokesperson Lisa Farbstein explained to KTOO that such a flag can't indicate the presence of explosives. However, when agents opened the bag, they found a plastic grocery bag full of moose nuggets. The passenger told the TSA officers that he collects this and likes to present it, quote, for politicians and their expletive policies. Uh, Farbstein explained, um, the passenger was not detained and was allowed to continue on with his bag of moose poop. Later that day, the Anchorage Daily News reported that a man was seen at the state capitol handing out baggies of moose nuggets in protest of Governor Mike Dunleavy's proposed budget. It seems to me like once, they, once this guy explained what the, what they were for, they should have probably confiscated it. They probably didn't confiscate it, because what would they do with it? I wouldn't want to touch that, would you? And our last story for today, it's come to this. The Pokemon company has made Japanese bride's dreams come true with its announcement that it, it is collaborating with a wedding planner to offer distinction ceremonies with its characters in attendance dressed as, a bride, uh, dressed as a bride and groom. Yes, Pikachu will stand up with you and your bet- betrothed. betrothed as long as you go to Japan to tie the knot. And the icing on the cake is Pokemon-themed food items and a Pikachu cake topper. Finally, United Press International reports for your scrapbook. You'll have a marriage certificate decorated with Pokemon imagery. Surely an item you'll want to preserve in a licensed Pokemon photo frame. I mean, some people are just into it. And some other people are making money off of it, so I guess that's how the world works, huh? It's all about money. It's all about money. Anyway, that is it for the uh, 2019 News of the Weird Best of the Best. Now it is time for the uh, 2019 Best of the Best Weather, No, that's a lie. We're going to be talking about the current weather, starting with a special weather statement in effect for Halifax Metro and Halifax County West. Snow expected on Sunday. Uh, Remarks. A disturbance will approach the Maritimes uh, Saturday night, giving developing snow. In the west, the precipitation will start as rain and then change to snow Sunday morning. The highest amounts are expected over eastern sections of the province where the snow will develop Sunday morning and persist into the evening. General snowfall amounts of five to ten centimeters are expected. However, over eastern regions, uh, however, over eastern regions, ten centimeters or more are possible. Additionally, strong northerly winds will develop on Sunday, and combined with the fresh snow, to create, to create reduced visibility and blowing snow that will persist into Sunday night. Accumulating snow and blowing snow will make travel difficult on Sunday. Motorists are advised to exercise caution. Please continue to monitor and monitor alerts and forecasts issued by Environment Canada. So do watch out if you're going to be on the streets um, on Sunday, especially Sunday night. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Looking at the current weather conditions, it is currently three degrees here in Halifax and mostly cloudy, staying mainly cloudy tonight with a um, low of minus one degree saturday january 4th a mix of sun and cloud becoming cloudy in the afternoon with a high of plus five and uv index of one or low and at night cloudy with a six percent chance of rain showers in the evening periods of snow beginning uh, near midnight except rain along the coast snowfall amount of two centimeters Wind becoming north northeast 20 before morning with a low of zero degrees Sunday, January 5th, periods of snow during the day and a high of plus one going down to a low of minus five and flurries at night along with that uh, special weather statement. Uh, Monday, January 6th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of plus three going down to a low uh, high of minus three, sorry, Uh, going down to a low of minus six and cloudy skies at night. Tuesday, January 7th, a uh, chance of flurries, 30%, and a high of minus 1 degree, uh, going down to a low of minus 2, and a 60% chance of flurries at night. Uh, Wednesday, January 8th, snow or rain all day long, uh, with a high of plus 2, and a low of minus 3. And Thursday, January 9th, a mix of sun and cloud, and a high of minus 2 degrees. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and it is time for some music. time and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax Welcome back to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax your home for video games, chiptunes and all things weird and geeky and occasionally also sick And I found a thing. Yes, I found a thing. I'll share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call I found a thing. Actually, this is a lot of things. Um, While I'm looking uh, for things to find and to present on this show sometimes, I will often find some things that um, either are too long to present in their full form or too short to present uh, in their in either their full form or abridged form, or possibly both. So um, in this case, I'm just gonna kind of do a bit of a random fact roundup for you, and we're um, gonna get through a few of these, and um, perhaps be amazed at some of the things that happened in the world. Anyway, uh, first of all, let's talk about Van White. Vanna White's been the co-host of Wheel of Fortune for about 37 years at this point, going on 38. Um, here's an interesting fact. Vanna White has never repeated wearing a single dress during her entire career on Wheel of Fortune. She has worn over 6,500 dresses and been on the show for almost 37 years. That is a lot of dresses. Um... And the thing about that is, like, off the set, she dresses fairly frugally. Like, she's not a super fancy dresser or anything. She just kind of wears whatever feels good. But in this case, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, Ravens. Ravens are actually pretty smart birds, possibly some of the smartest birds that there are. Ravens can solve puzzles that require a flexible planning ability previously documented only in people and great apes. They learn to pass up a small food reward in favor of a tool that they use to get a much better reward and barter with bottle caps. Concepts a toddler would struggle to understand. Yeah, um... They have some limited critical thinking skills, and that's kind of fascinating to me. Have you ever wondered why Apple products are so expensive? Well, this might be part of it. While Apple was buying rural land for a new building, one couple refused to sell their one-acre plot of land that they had originally purchased for $6,000. After rejecting every single offer, Apple just told them to name a price. They sold it for $1.7 million. I get the feeling that Apple took a cue from these people and that's why they're selling a cheese grater for $5,000. Um, let's move on to the subject of dogs. Um, dogs are pretty good at smelling, right? They can smell things from a mile away. But um, here's something that you may not have known Dogs can breathe in and out simultaneously, allowing for uninterrupted smelling. I'm not really sure how that works. Because I know as far as humans, you can't just plug your in to your out and uh, just go from there like a vacuum. But apparently dogs can. There you go. Nintendo's doing a lot better now than they were five years ago. <laughs> the Nintendo Switch sold 17.8 million units in its first year alone. That is more than Nintendo's previous console, the Wii U, sold in its entire lifetime. To be fair, I find that the, the Wii U was a very interesting implementation. <clears throat> Problem is, No one really knew what to do with it. And so it was kind of left by the wayside. But of course now with the Switch being one one screen and two portable, that allows for a lot of people to come in and be like, Hey, you love our game, right? How would you love playing it on the go? Hmm, there you go. I need a haircut Um, Usually when you need a haircut, you will look for a spinning barber pole Um, Thing is You might not want to do that in South Korea uh, Korea because in South Korea spinning barber poles outside an establishment do not signify a barbershop They signify a brothel You're not exactly gonna get a haircut there. You might get more than you bargained for and finally the 1% rule This rule states that only 1% of an internet community creates new content. The rest of the community is divided between content editors and content viewers. I would wager that something like ZZT and Megazooks that 1% is probably not quite accurate, but um, most of the time, yeah, probably. Anyway, that's what I got for random facts for today, let's get some music. You're listening to Squarewave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Sokolov with Agrum from his album Insert Disc 02, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax So um, yeah I was uh, going to be taking a bit of a larger look here at How the uh, 2010s kind of unfolded in video game uh, in video gaming, but uh, I didn't expect for the news of the weird to take 19 minutes. So we're just gonna kind of go through this real quick. Uh, So as far as hardware, we got the iPad. He now praises the iPad. Who remembers that? Um, The uh, both Sony and Microsoft have been a bit slow. they started off the year with PlayStation Move, and, uh, and then Microsoft, because me too, I guess, uh, went with the Kinect in 2010. Uh, Nintendo 3DS came out in 2011, as well as the PlayStation Vita. Uh, we all know who won that battle. And uh, as usual, Nintendo handhelds can only be killed by Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo's Wii U came out in 2012, not doing too great, as we've just mentioned. Uh, the Ouya microconsole came out in 2012 as well. I believe support w- for that just recently um, went down. Well, r- sort of recently, anyway. Uh, Oculus Rift, kind of the first step in home VR gaming, came out in 2012. And then Sony's PlayStation 4 came out in 2013 as well as the Xbox One because they pretty much have to release pretty much back-to-back since they're at war with each other. Microsoft, um, no, rather, Nintendo's off doing their own thing with the Nintendo Switch, which came out in 2017. Nowhere near the other two, which is kind of a, a good thing because then they don't have any direct competition. Like, they don't have people picking between Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo they pick between Sony, Microsoft and then they make a separate decision for Nintendo smart things Uh, notable video game franchises come out include Amnesia, Binding of Isaac Clash of Clans Danganronpa Dark Souls, Destiny Five Nights at Freddy's apparently isn't here which mm, I don't know about that Uh, Overwatch isn't really a franchise. There's two games. Uh, Minecraft I guess kind of (laughs) fits. Some of these are a bit questionable but I'm just reading them off this list. Um, Splatoon again two games. Fortnite only has the one. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, uh, let me see. Yeah, I'm gonna have to move on to music like right now. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. that was uh let me see that was peg mode and Mihail kia anyway uh with scramble over the desert which was a submission for winter chip 13 and that will do it for today's show i do thank for listening like i said we're gonna keep doing this for as long as i can possibly continue doing this we'll see how long that is uh, Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Man- 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 Manamunimiki, Noriki Kimikura, Twilight of Defect, Pr- Pink Projects, Cheapy Noise, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU fall by The Witching Hour at 7pm and press start to continue at 830 Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show, email me at sim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at Squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of the show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash Squaresim, or you can search for Squarewave Symphony. Squarewave is one word on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or usually whatever podcast thing that you use. This has been Squarewave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Cole here if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.